action sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. And we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Before we get into today's topic, we want to remind you that we love listener feedback. Love it. So if you've got questions about today's episode or ideas for future future episodes, you can talk. (laughs) See, that was a You can talk to us. Talk to us. Talk to us via the electronic medias. Yes, medias. Such as email. Ooh, what's our address? Ignition at sfcatholic.org. Okay. How else can they reach us via electronic media? Ooh, Twitter. Twitter. Uh, SFDICs use the hashtag Ignition. Um, we do love the listener feedback, so let us know if you have any um, questions about what we'll be talking about today. If there's something, if you're a new listener, longtime listener, there's a topic that maybe hasn't been addressed or addressed in a way you'd like it to be addressed um, about our Catholic faith and how to share it with others, let us know, um, and we will put it in the hopper. Um, uh, we've got next week an episode that's that's based on some listener feedback. So, uh, Father, before we jump into today's topic, we should introduce ourselves for any first-time new listeners. I'm Father Andrew Dickinson, a priest of the Diocese of Sioux Falls. I uh, and the pastor of St. Paul's in White, and the director of the Pius Twelfth Newman Center at SDSU. Go big, go blue, go jacks. In Brookings, South Dakota, if yes. you don't know what any of those things mean. Not San Diego State. <laughs> that took me some getting used to when I moved to the fair state of South Dakota. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Marshall Falk was uh, S- yeah, he's got a big deal. State, especially if you're a foosball fan. Yeah, exactly. So, and I am Dr. Chris Bergwald, the director of Adult Discipleship and Evangelization with the Diocese of Sioux Falls, um, and we're happy to have you listening to the show today. So, Father, last week we we uh, had um, uh, I think a good episode, uh, a bit of a, a heavier episode, talking about what to do when you're facing a divorce situation. He ain't heavy. He's my brother. <laughs> Way to add some levity to the heavity. Hey, I do what I can. <laughs> but today we're going to be talking more. Um, There's not so much. Uh, uh, maybe last week was more of a, of if you will, a pastoral uh, episode. What to do when you're in such a situation or know somebody who is. Now is going to be more, a little more didactic, uh, a little more teaching, a little yeah, more yeah. explaining. Um, we want to look now at, at, at what the church, a little bit what the church teaches about divorce, not not divorce. We talked about that last week. Yep. Annulments. Which is very different from a divorce. Very different from a divorce. What the church teaches about annulments. And we'll talk a little bit at the end of the episode about changes that Pope Francis introduced last fall um, to that process of annulments. That were implemented this December 8th. Well, I guess December 8th of 2015. Of Yes, this last, this last, last December. 15. Last December, hardly a month ago. As we're recording this. Yes. Not as... Or as when it first airs. Or maybe. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, I said hardly. I mean, it doesn't mean... You're right. Exactly you're right. You did a, give I yourself mean, that out with the heart. I'm very exact in what I say sometimes. So, Father, let's just start with the basics. Uh, maybe we have listeners who aren't familiar with this idea. Yeah. What is an annulment? Anyway? Yeah, like, uh, it's a good question. You know, what is an annulment? Especially uh, non-Catholics view, and they say, oh, it's just a Catholic divorce. Right. Or even Catholics might view it that way. Yep. Uh, oh, it's just a Catholic divorce. So an annulment very clearly is not a divorce. Do you know the first reason why we know that? <laughs> 
God, no. Because it's a different word, <laughs> right? Because otherwise we just call it divorce. Because... But we don't. We call it an, an annulment. So just be... Never mind. What? No. Uh, just because we have two different words doesn't mean they can't be synonymous. That's why we have this word called synonyms. Different words yes, can mean the same thing. Yes, but it's a good first clue. Thing. It's a good first clue. It's a, it's a clue, but it doesn't tell us that it's different. Yes, but actually, but then actually, if you go to the words themselves and the meaning of the words themselves, like the etymology of it and things like that, right? Divorce, the idea of like dividing, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. And then like annulment, nullity. Annulling. Right. No, there's no annulling. That's there's a declaration of nullity. Right, that's different than annulling. It's a passive as opposed to an active tense. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. So an annulment is inactive, and, <laughs> so, and you chose annulment for the title of this. So I'm rubber and oh, you're glue. Whatever. Whatever you say whatever, bounces dude. off me and sticks to you. And most people this probably where, didn't understand your point right there. This is where I get to say to the priest, whatever, dude. And most people didn't understand your point there, probably. I heard what you said when you said that most people didn't understand my okay. point. I'm, I'm just saying, saying I'm ignoring it. So, so <laughs> You're wh- ignoring the listener? <laughs> oh, don't start this, Father. <sighs> what is an annulment, Father? <laughs> well, technically, it's a decree of nullity. <laughs> right? Yes. Okay, I that was your point. I heard that. Okay. So it's a decree of nullity that says... Um, uh, or what is it? We were really talking about what is it? It's not Catholic divorce. It's not divorce, it? right? Because a divorce says something started and at some point split, yeah. Yep. right? And an almond says that from the beginning, it never, and all throughout, it never was. Right. Which but, is different. That is different. It is. And that's why it's called a decree of nullity because it's a, it's, a, it's a promulgation that says we have investigated this relationship and have found that from the beginning of the vows through its completion, it never was at any point a marriage. Null. Right. And, and we should be clear, never was at any point, uh, correct me if I'm wrong actually because this is where it can get a little, fuzz, a little fuzzy for me, a sacramental marriage or just marriage period. Marriage period. Okay. Marriage yeah. period. Yeah. Because that's why uh, we have to, uh, if you have a, uh, non-Catholic right. uh, or even yes. non-baptized, yep. we presume b- because marriage by nature is binding for life. Right, right. Nothing to do with whether or not it's a sacramental right. marriage. It was between... elevated to a sacrament, so it becomes an avenue of divine grace, but always was a permanent lifelong relationship even prior to the reign of grace of our Lord Jesus okay. Christ. Great, thank you. So um, so a declaration of nullity, as you said, recognizing that there was never a marriage there. there. Obviously, the appearance of marriage, perhaps, but never in fact, in reality, what is the case was not at the beginning or throughout a valid Looked like, marriage. smelled like, tasted like marriage, but wasn't. Okay. And that's why, I mean, it's, it's a process. It's a legal process. It's an investigation that goes on uh, about, what, about what this relationship was. Right. So I think that's a key point that you and I touched on a little bit when we were preparing this. We're trying to find out the truth. So we, when I say that, the whole annulment process, because people can get a little bit jaded about this as well, right? That 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 it, well, it seems so, you know, it's manufactured, yeah, and legal and legalistic, and so on. Well, so is a divorce, right? <laughs> a yes, and <laughs> B, um, that's because. The church is seeking through the annulment process to investigate in a very deliberate way. Your claim. That you were not married. Right. Even though it looked like, because we presume that the marriage is valid. Right. Because we presume that when it looks like and smells like and tastes like a marriage, we presume it is. Right. 
Right. And takes a burden of proof to prove otherwise. Right. So there, there's a very methodical investigation into the relationship yep. to to confirm one way or another. There's this, as you said, the presumption that it's valid, that right. it was actually a marriage. We don't have to prove that it was a marriage. We have to prove that it was, was not. not. Right. Right. Yep. Um, and so... I, so people complain about this le- this kind of process, uh, the the structures of it. But again, it's it it goes to the nature of what's being asked, and it goes to the nature of marriage, because you know you didn't just walk into the Catholic Church and get married that day. Right. You had a process to get married, in which you were instructed as to the nature of marriage. Right. Right. You were instructed to the permanence of marriage, to uh, the fidelity and exclusivity of marriage. You were instructed to uh, the openness to children involved in marriage. You were instructed to all the parts of marriage uh, and went through several different aspects of preparation before you were married. Right. Right. And so uh, in that same way, there's this process coming out. And it's also a legal process because it's looking to find something very important beginning with the letter T. Uh, truth. Yeah. The truth of the matter, the yeah. truth of the relationship. Was it a marriage or not? Correct. Because the truth means an awful lot in a situation right. like this. Right. And we're, we're going to come back to that here um, very shortly, the, the importance of, of the, the, the pastoral nature of the right. process. It's very helpful to find out the truth. Can be very helpful in that way. And we're we're talking about annulments here on Ignition, a broadcast for the new evangelization. If you have questions, uh, this episode or other episodes, always feel free to email us ignition at sfcatholic.org or to tweet at us. SF Diocese use the hashtag ignition. Again, we're talking about annulments and, and what they are and what they are not. So, Father, you made a, a, a point just now, and you also raised it uh, during our show prep, um, that it, that when we're, that uh, I had never really considered before you, you, you made it, um, which rarely happens here on Ignition. <laughs> oh, come on, Dr. Bergwald. <laughs> no, but you made the point. I'm going to make the point because I was so struck by it, but then I'll let you explain it. So it, we're not just looking at the, the state of affairs on the wedding day. Right. Uh, we're looking at the state of affairs throughout the relationship because even if on the wedding day maybe it wasn't a valid marriage, it may have become a valid marriage at some point subsequently, some point right. after that. Right. And so we're not. The, and even not in a formal process, sort of way. Right. So 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 the church's the 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 annulment process that investigation is not just looking at the state of mind, if you will, of of Jane and Joe on the day they got married. It's looking at the entire relationship, the entirety of the relationship, because it may have again, it may have not been a valid marriage the day of the wedding, but it became that later. Is there more to say about that? I, I don't know if there much is. Although I think there's actually a, a good thing to say on that. Sometimes you hear maybe in. I fear that like when annulments are talked about, some people might think back to their own wedding and say, oh, we were young and dumb and, right. and all these things like this. And so, man, maybe we aren't really married. You know, maybe we've been living a sham all these years. Right. Well, no, no, not necessarily. Uh, you know, that that marriage in the sense is it becomes uh, full uh, and valid, not just full, but valid. Uh, the moment you assent to it and right. the reality of what marriage is. No, we should say there are certain... Um Oh boy, there are certain the, the the technical word is an impediment to the validity of the Correct. marriage, some of which do require actually some formal process. Right. Um, right. So 
So, like, I mean, like, if you had a prior bond, a prior marital bond to someone else, then attempted to marry someone else. Well, you you didn't marry the second person because you're still married to the first. You can only marry one person at a time. So that that situation would have to be resolved. Right. Uh, And so that'd be an impediment. There's other ones uh, as well, um, some that can't be resolved. Um, The issues of, like, consanguinity, like being in the same bloodline to certain degrees. Um, Issues of affinity. So, like, um, you know, if... if, um, your family took in an orphan neighbor boy and uh, at some point then he and one of your daughters decide when they're growing up they want to get married there's actually an impediment towards right. that because they're raised in the same household even though they aren't to the same bloodline right right um if if you well some of these are actually kind of i mean fun, fun impediments when you get in like some of the stories like boy i wonder what happened that they made that this has say yeah we got to make sure we write this one down that this doesn't happen again exactly yeah yeah, yeah. Is that, are you thinking on some of those? Or? No, oh, okay. I think it, so. The other, the other, the other form of impediment that does require some action, if you will, is um, if you're two Catholics and you decide to do a Vegas wedding. Oh yeah, I mean you can't just because you, yep. you, you at some point you in your maturity. No, I, I, I really need to enter. There has to be. It's, it's what convalidation, right? So a simple convalidation, which is easy to do, but right. so, again, sometimes there is a little bit more involved than or like than I mean, intention. Not even just a, two Catholics going to do a Vegas wedding, but like a Catholic who didn't know he had to get married in the church, and he got married at his uh, bride's uh, non-Catholic Christian church, right. but without the proper permissions from right. the bishop. So that had to be a, a convalidation in that yep. situation, as well, well. all of which is very easy to do. Easily. So, so even when there is some of these impediments, um, even when they do require a bit more work, uh, many times it's not, we're not talking about substantial work. No. Uh, but I want to come back to a point that we were making earlier, though, about... Please. Um, the, the T word. Truth. As you uh, pointed out. And its relationship with with uh, pastoral sensitivity, if you will. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because like a lot of people think like, well, this whole Nama thing doesn't seem very pastoral or very kind to people. This hunt for the truth. It sounds like a snipe hunt. You know, right. maybe we can't even find the truth about this relationship. And some people even say, well, no, I really was married, but now I don't want to be married anymore right. to them. And I want to marry someone else. Right. So what is, and so sometimes you'll maybe have, hear a false sense of pastoral. Well, what's the pastoral thing to do? By which you really mean the nice thing. Right. The thing that's not going to offend anyone against right. me. Right. Yeah. That is not pastoral in the fullest authentic sense. Jesus was never nice. Because it goes, <laughs> never? No. <laughs> you. That's right. You have this thing about nice. I hate the word nice. Yeah. If I, if I had like one of those like Looney Tunes, like little plungers like attached to dynamite to like the word nice. Yeah. You, you blow it up, huh? Yeah. yeah. Why is that? Ah, uh, because it robs the goodness of the truth. Mm. And because, and and because I know the crippling power of nice in my own heart that I would rather, that's so often I find myself editing the truth uh, entirely, not just making the truth more acceptable, but editing entirely just for the sake that someone still thinks I'm nice. Right. 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 Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. It does. I, I I totally understand. And I don't think I'm the only one with that problem. I don't think you are either. I, I, yep. So I think it's important to look at what pastoral being pastoral right. actually means. Um, first and foremost, uh, it means never denying the truth. Can, can I go on a little tangent on this? We didn't prep this. Sure, that's fine. Okay, so like, what does the word pastor come from? Shepherd. Shepherd. And what does Jesus say about being a shepherd? Lay down. Lay down your life for the sheep. sheep. Right. So, yeah, but does that mean that you, and he also means he's going to bring them to good pasture. Right. 
right? And protect them from the thief who comes only to steal, slaughter, and destroy. Yep. He's also going to protect them from the wolves. Yep. And what is the instrument of the shepherd? What the does staff, he carry? The, the crook. staff, the crook, right. That's why, you know, bishops have the crozier. With which to beat the wolves. <laughs> or to pull the sheep. Or to pull the sheep back yep. to the good pasture. Yep. Because that looks better on the other side. No, don't be fooled. Thistles. Stay here. I know the good pasture. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, I'm glad you went there because I was thinking about the same thing, like looking at, again, the etymology of, of the word, what pastoral comes from. Uh, oh, now you let me do etymology. I, I, now I did because you were right this time. <laughs> so, okay, so um, it, it means, as, as, I, as I mentioned uh, before we went that way, though, it means being pastoral means never denying the truth. Right. What the else? service of the truth. So what else What else might we say about how pastoral can be misused this way? Well, go back, to, go back to the idea of nice. You know, if I just say things because they sound nice, but they're not true, that's actually a disservice. Okay. You know, hey, you know, Dr. Bergwald, you're the smartest guy in the world. I'm serious. You're just brilliant. You're smart. No one holds a candle to you. Not Neil deGrasse Tyson, not Pope well, Benedict XVI. You know, none of these people, they don't hold a candle to your intellect. I said some very nice things. Very nice things. And they're all completely wrong. They are. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, they are, they're wrong. And, 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 and therefore, but what's, what's the harm, though? What's the harm in that is it leads you to error, to lies, to false notions about yourself, false notions yes. about the world, which will someday at some point come back and hit you in the face. Yep. Yep. So when reality I do not usually wins. When I don't understand reality, um, the reality of who I am, the reality of the world around me, mm -hmm. other people, and so on, that's going to have negative repercussions. Right. So we have to be, and then, so, so that's part, that's why an annulment is pastoral because it brings the truth to your eyes. And so um, one of the great ways that an annulment can be pastoral is that if the priest or the other concerned minister is actually walking the individual or individuals through the process so in the tr in the investigation, the truth might be known. And I hear a lot of people say, oh, I don't want to relive those things. You know, when I talk about the annulment process. I talk about writing down your history and what went on to get some information for the uh, marriage tribunal to investigate from. Right. People say, I want to relive those things, Father. Right. There's too much pain. Pain of my own failure, uh, pain of uh, their failures. And I, I don't want to relive that. Right. But that's where the pastor opportunity is. Yep. Say more about that. Thing. Okay. Um, so the pastor opportunity of bringing Christ into that pain, into that wound, into right. that hurt, bringing the healing of Jesus Christ instead of just living with that pain instead of bring Jesus Christ into it. I have two family members who have both gone through, um, two siblings-in-law who have both gone through the annulment process and found it to be very healing for exactly that reason. I yeah. mean, looking at, you know, a hard time in their lives. Yeah. And yet they did find the process to not, I mean, even though it is, as we were saying earlier, it's legal in nature and it's investigatory in nature, they found it to be very helpful. And I think, I think hopefully you'd find that most tribunals in, at least in the United States, are going to have that, that tact to them. Right, right, right. And so, um, oh, there's another thought with that. Before. Oh, I know what it was. You're listening to... Ignition, a radio show podcast for the new evangelization. Uh, we're talking today about annulments. If you have questions about what we're talking about today, if you've got ideas for future episodes, you can contact us in two easy ways. You can email us via ignition, I-G-N-I-T-I-O-N. 
Nice. At sfcatholic.org. I didn't even look at the paper for that. I know. I saw that. Well done. Uh, did I do it right? Yeah. Okay. Or you could tweet so. at us uh, at uh, SF Diocese, SF as in Sioux Falls, Diocese, D-I-O-C-E-S-E, uh, uh, with the hashtag of Ignition. Yep. So let us know if you've got questions about what we're discussing today, if you've got ideas for future episodes. Again, today we're talking about annulments, what they are, what they aren't, um, and how the whole process, to the point we're just making, is in fact very pastoral in the most authentic sense. Right. Pastoral in the sense that it's a search for the truth, but also because the truth is where you can bring healing. Because Jesus Christ wants to be where reality is. Yep. Funny thing. How about that? Yeah. Uh, and Because he created reality. And we might want to create our own little realities to get away from life because life seems to us too painful or too difficult or uh, the memory is too painful. But that's where we need to bring Jesus Christ into those memories. Right, right. And that's where, you know, I just you know, one of the themes of of the work, well, both of our work, your your work in your parish in the Newman Center, my work um, in the Office of Discipleship Evangelization is precisely with regard to discipleship. And discipleship isn't always... Following Jesus Christ is not going to be without its burdens and without its crosses. It's not without cost. There, that, there's no cheap grace in right. authentic discipleship. Um, and so people will find themselves in these sorts of situations. And just as in our uh, the addition of ignition previous as we talked about the challenge of divorce, you know, just as in marriage, there's no cheap grace. In that same way, if it turns out you're actually at the point where you're pursuing an annulment, uh, there is grace available to you here and beautiful grace. It will cost you, but what it gives you in return is always much greater than what it costs right, you. Right, right. So the, the reality of those crosses that we bear, we, we have to always keep in mind, and what, especially when we're bearing them, that our Lord also said, my yoke is easy and my burden, burden is, is light. light. So keep that in mind. Boom. So Father, anything else with this whole point about uh, pastoral, the, the pastoral nature of annulments? No, I, I just think um, don't, uh, some people might try to sell you in maybe some Catholic publications or some places right now that, uh, or even non-Catholic sources, that the Catholic teaching about the permanence of marriage and this idea of annulments is not uh, good, is not merciful, is not pastoral. Right. That they're wrong. Right. right. They're wrong. There is th this is where mercy and healing and peace are found in the truth. Right. And this, and maybe this is more um, a bit a bit more relevant to last week's episode talking about, about facing a divorce. Yeah. But as we alluded to in this episode, marriage between two baptized people is a sacrament right. and therefore graces flow through that. So draw upon them. Exactly. Grace is grace, not magic. It's not going to go hocus pocus and do its thing. You have to avail yourself of it. Right. So do that. But, but it is there. And if you never avail yourself of it, you're just not going to, Avail yourself yeah, of it. You're not <laughs> <laughs> so do you're going to miss out. Yeah. You're going to yeah. exactly. So 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 remember that you are that, that you have access to the graces of the sacrament of matrimony and draw on them if you are in a situation where your your marriage is failing. Again, we're talking mostly here about annulments, which is you know it's not a sacramental, it's not a marriage, therefore not a sacramental marriage. But if you're in a situation, or you know somebody who's, who is in a situation of of a struggling marriage. Call upon those graces on their yeah. back. Yep. yep. So with a few minutes left, let's just talk. The, uh, you might have heard uh, listeners of Ignition about uh, some changes to the process of annulment instituted by Pope Francis that uh, went into action December 8th of 2015. Right. And so just a few uh, light comments about them. Most of all, just the whole idea, annulment still 
is the deal. I mean, there's, there, <laughs> there's, no, there's nothing but an almond still. It's just, which changed a little bit how we did an almonds, but nothing that's essential to an almonds. It's still an investigation of the truth of the relationship from the beginning and all throughout. Right. And, and, and so Pope Francis had this desire, and actually I remember going back farther to when he was elected, one of the great desires about a number of the, the cardinals um, mm-hmm. in going to that conclave was, uh, among other things, to make the process of annulments a bit easier and a bit yeah. less cumbersome insofar as that's possible. In some ways, this is probably more of a world concern than an American concern. Right, right. Yeah, because we've done pretty well. In fact, some of the other churchmen from around the world complain about America being too easy to get an annulment. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, things that are done, uh, there's no longer an automatic appeal. There used to be an automatic appeal for all marriages that were declared to be null. That uh, in order to protect the bond of marriage, protect the reality of marriage, uh, any of those uh, ones that were found to be null would be automatically appealed in a different diocese. So, so every diocese has a tribunal which carries out the investigation. Should have. Should, right, right. Where so our diocese we have a tribunal. So yeah. our diocese investigates um, uh, marriage cases brought to it, and what the way it used to be then, Father, if I'm understanding you right. So uh, if say say I sought an annulment and it was granted, right, automatically it was de- yeah, declared. De- thank you. Yeah, because yeah. the, they don't give out annulments; they recognize right. that the marriage was null. Automatically, my that case would have gone to a different diocese, right. and its tribunal would have, would have also investigated to verify whether or not the the, the declaration and that was done to protect the bond of marriage and the reality of marriage. We talked a bit about the church's concern about that with Catechism twenty three eighty four and following. Right. right. Uh, but now that doesn't need to happen anymore. You can appeal it though. So like if you think it was a valid marriage and uh, your spouse sought an annulment and was granted, you can appeal it. Right, Yeah. right. Um, you always have the right to appeal. In fact, you could even appeal all the way to Rome. Right. You have, you have the, as, as a party in the marriage, right. you have the, the, the right to appeal it all the way to the quote-unquote Supreme Court of the Church in Rome. Yep. Uh, and then probably the, the other biggest thing and the main one to, to talk about is the idea of fees. Right. I couldn't get an annulment because it cost too much money. Right. So what's up with that? Yeah, I, that, that's a that's a tale that's out there. I don't doubt some people have had difficulties with that, but uh, I know from my, my experience, which is not very long in the diocese of Sioux Falls, ten years, it's always been uh, available to anyone. Like we asked for a fifty dollar filing fee, and then uh, after if if a decree of nullity was uh, was made. Uh, then they'd say to you, "Hey, here was the cost it took for us to do it. Could you support some or all of these costs?" Right. Uh, but that was never said. Like, all right, cash up front. Uh, no, do not pass go. If you can't put down, you know, two grand right now, we're not going to give you an annulment. Right, because there are people who have to do the work of the investigating the process right. and so on, who have to make a living. Right. And so, how do we how do we how are we go to pay for those right. by inviting people to, to do that? Yeah. So, but. Now Pope Francis has absolved uh, or done away with fees uh, throughout the world in that way, which does raise a question, how are they going to pay for it? Right. But we won't answer that. We don't have time today. Ed Peters is a canon lawyer who would be a great resource for this. But but, uh, with that, we're out of time. We'll wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us if you have any questions or tweet us. uh, SFDiocese, use the hashtag Ignition with thoughts, questions, or ideas for future episodes. Until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. You can find archives of this and past episodes online at sfcatholic.org. Click on Media and then Audio Files. You can also subscribe to the Ignition Podcast in the iTunes Store. 
Remember to tune in every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. on Lamb Catholic Radio at 91.3 FM in Hartford and 104.3 LPFM Juan Diego Catholic Radio in Sioux Falls and on 88.9 FM in Ipswich and Aberdeen or online at lambradio.com.